Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery. To get it done, you can get the show notes and more at drleewarren.podbean.com. That's drleewarren.podbean.com, and if you'd like the show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. We're back, my friend. We've had the black plague in our house for for a couple of weeks. And it still remains among us, I think. It still does. We have been sick. We've been missed a couple of weeks of Tuesdays with Tata, but we're back at Sunday afternoon, and we are looking out at a beautiful day on the river. How you doing, Tata? I am doing much better, thank you. Good. We were questionable for a couple of weeks. That, yes, we were suspect. <laughs> so, friend, we've uh, we've missed you. I've been playing a lot of repeat content because we've been snorting and sneezing and wheezing and everything, but we're back on our feet, and we're after it, and Tata's got some idea, uh, a good idea for us today to talk about. Tata, let's, uh, let's get after it. What do you have for us today? Uh, um, well, the first thought, that I would get, the first thought is, it comes from Exodus, Exodus 11, and uh, Exodus 11, verse 6, but just to give you some thinking about that before you give you a chance to find the verse, but um, this is during the time of the plagues. And this is God talking to Moses before the last plague. Yes. The death of all the, fourth born, the firstborn uh, man and beast in all of the country of Egypt. And bear in mind that, that these people, the Israelite people, have been enslaved for about 400 years making bricks. Yep. Uh, so, and, God is the, and God has heard their cry and rescued them and has sent Moses and sent Moses and Aaron to do that. Um, but let me just read, and this is Exodus again, 11 and verse 6. There shall be a great cry throughout the land of Egypt, such as there has never been or ever will be again. Mm. 
but not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Think about that. God even controlled the dogs. Yes, he we know, everything. and we we know, and and it's very it's set up very clearly that God controlled uh, Pharaoh's mind. He hardened his heart, so he would not let the children of Israel go. But then, but God did that with a purpose, so that he could those plagues could take place, and that it, a lot of people would be would see the action of that. That's right, and so they would know that God did that, and that they would know that God was in charge. But think about the, the dogs. The dogs, by nature, bark and growl. Yeah. I watch uh, Harvey and Lewis, and, and they hear things that, of course, we can't hear. And they yeah. see things we can't see. And, of course, I know they're looking across the river now and watching intently. Yeah. And listening carefully. That's right. And nothing escapes their notice. So think about that. God controlled the dogs. Yeah. So that we would know that God, he made a distinction between those people that had kidnapped, had, had, were torturing his people and the children of Israel. That's right. He made a distinction between Egypt, the Egyptians and the Israelites. So God is in control. It's so, so much in control. He's in control of every small thing that misses, that misses our attention. That's right. I don't know how many times I read this. And it did not even strike me that God controls the dogs. Yeah. Remember we talked uh, a few months ago, the episode about how God does impossible things. And there's, there's three places in the Bible where God whistles and flies or bees <laughs> yeah. come yeah. at his call. And yes. Isaiah says he calls all the stars by name and not one of them fails to answer. He's in charge of everything. And, and, and to think about that... We we can't we, we can't really get our mind around that. No, we, I, I don't know. I don't care how long we think about it, how deeply we think about it, how much we pray about it. But trying to understand that how God is in control of every small detail. That's right. So does that have implications for us if we ever worry that maybe God isn't concerned about us? Absolutely. We and we need to look to Him, and we know because look at this evidence. If God controls the dogs and controls their barking and growling, mm-hmm. how much more? Because He's right there. Yeah, He sees it. How many That's of right. them were there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, what could prevent them from barking and growling with all this noise? Yeah, that took place on that night. That's right. And just a a note here about context. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think there's a, there's a long conversation we need to have sometime about it. But but a lot of times we we trivialize things in the Bible as not being about us, about us not being, them, those promises aren't being applicable to us. And I hear people all the time arguing about, you know, Jesus tells the disciples that the Holy Spirit's going to come and remind them of all truth and all those things. And, and people will argue about whether that applies to all Christians or just the disciples and mm-hmm. things like that. But if, you, if the scripture says that God will not allow harm to come to any of Israel, in Romans 11, Paul painstakingly lays out the case for why we are 
Christians today have been engrafted and implanted that's into right. Israel. We are Israel. Right. Yeah, like we're not you, natural. That's right. But we've been adopted and engrafted. Just and, and you tell me if you graft a branch onto that tree over there, and two years later you come back and look at it, can you tell which one's no natural and no. which one's been planted? No, implanted? you cannot. You can't. So the point is that that God's promises are for you, friend. They're for me, and they're for all of us. And His promise that He is so much in control of his nature, of the things that he has created, that he can keep them from harming you or he can use them for your advantage. It's true today in 2022 for us. That's right. That's right. And and if we we stay (coughs) conscious of the fact that God is in control of even all of the things that we might consider to be minutiae or the minute or the very small things that we encounter... If he's in control of all of that, and he is, what does that say to us? That he cares, and he's in control. That's right, that's right. He knows every molecule in our in our body. That's right. He knows every system. He knows. He knows. He knows everything about us. Isaiah thirty eighteen says, "The Lord longs to be gracious to you; therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion." That's right. So, friend, God is is not a God who's far off and watching the travails of our lives with disinterest or dispassion like the old deists used to believe. He wound the clock and set it go and didn't pay attention to it after that. That's not not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible, Isaiah says, longs to be gracious to you and rises. He'll get up out of his chair to help you. That's right. That's right. And And we can call him Father. That's right. We can, and Paul said, we can call him Abba. Abba. Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gash Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. And so that kind of relationship, but think when God looks out and he sees how we are and what we're dealing with, do you think he cares? He does. He absolutely cares. Absolutely. He's very concerned about us. That's right. As our friend Tommy Walker wrote in his song, He Knows My Name, I have a maker. He formed my heart. Before even time began, my life was in his hands. He knows my name. Oh, yeah. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. I have a father. He calls me his own. He'll never leave me. No matter where I go, he That's knows right. my name. That's right. And, and, and sometimes, and I, I think we've said this before, but uh, if we ever feel far from God, guess who moved? It wasn't him. No, it was not. That's and, right. And just stop and think about that. God is already saying here in, in Exodus that the noise is going to be so loud, so powerful, and there's not going to be anything like it. And there never will be anything like it again. That's right. But the dogs did not bark. They didn't growl. God had it under his control. He controlled it mm. to the very end. Mm. And yet, 
Sometimes we, in, how do, we miss the point, don't we? Absolutely. Because we don't think about that. That's right. We don't have that in our repertoire. We don't have that in our thinking. Um, and, and I guess so much of this has uh, come home to be so profound to me that uh, seeing the pictures that uh, Jessica sent back from Africa. Yeah, our, our uh, Tata's daughter, my sister-in-law, Jessica, Lisa's sister is in uh, Uganda right now helping to set up a school. Uh, and, and thinking and looking at the, the children and, and those, uh, and she, in one of the pictures, she was indicating that she was in a very poor school. Yeah. But what were the children all doing? Smiling. Smiling. Yeah, they were smiling. They were smiling. And so that, that hit home to me, and then that's when I remembered this. And friends, you can't remember what God says unless you read what he says. That's right. And if you, unless you think about what he says and you contemplate. And, and the way to do that is, okay, just say to him, okay? Yep. God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know now? Speak to me. That's right. And he will. That's right. And, it's, and, 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 and I, do, I, don't have, I don't have a corner on a great understanding of him. I just have a corner on great respect for him. Hmm. That's right. And I have great respect for his word. Amen. And, and one of the things that I've recognized, he's talking to me. That's right. That's right. It's easy to feel like God doesn't notice us, that, that we're too far gone or, or too insignificant. And this, this, this kind of conversation coming out of Scripture should help us to see that. And you know, Tata, there's a lot of people on the prayer wall right now that are just suffering. Oh, um, just, just stunning. So much. You know, we've had a situation with someone that we love. Of course, we can't disclose any details here right now, but um, we've been asking people to pray for a situation with someone that we love. And, and this person's just has run up, some, up against something that they never thought would happen to them. Like so many of us do, uh. um, never saw it coming, didn't didn't anticipate it, and it's out of their control, and it's just devastating. If you look at the prayer wall, there's there's just all kinds of things. Like Deborah says, pray for our grandson, prayers for healing through God's word for his mental health and anger issues. Re- Rebecca says, I appreciate prayers for my wonderful husband who was raised Mormon, left Mormonism, but is having guilt about it, and is being he's been sort of seduced back into Mormonism. Pray that he will believe in the real Jesus. Mm. And uh, KJ praying for Kelsey, who's had some relationship issues and is now doesn't know how to trust men and is mm. struggling and alone. And KJ just asking to pray that Kelsey will find a, a godly man. There's a, an anonymous one. I'm asking for prayers for myself, my husband, and our marriage. We've been married for 19 years and have three beautiful, kind, intelligent daughters. Each year he's getting more and more it's each year is getting more and more difficult for me. They're just having cracks and troubles in their relationship, and she's asking for prayer. Mm. And then Daniel Cahill, our friend from New York City, who's homeless in his 70s. That's devastating. <coughs> Beth Maxey, one of our dear supporters who writes in all the time, had a big seizure this past week, and she's struggling with her health. And uh, Dane Campbell says he's having some spiritual warfare in his life and needs prayer. And then the, the last one, anonymous. My daughter, for, my daughter Jennifer, needs prayer for her anger issues and her drinking. She has a driven type A personality and needs the Lord's intervention. She has a loving husband, amazing children, but she is lacking the Lord. 
She has so much to be thankful for, but she is very angry. Please mm. pray that God will turn her heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Mm. So we just have a lot of pain out there, right, Father. Right. And a lot of it has to do with, with folks not understanding how much God loves them and how much he wants to wrap his arms That's around right. them. And, and reaching out to the prayer wall is a great sign that you want help and that you know that God and other Christians can be there for you. So, Tata, would you just pray? Yes. Um, thank you for this message today and, and for the way that you put so much work and time into Tuesdays with Tata. And, and uh, I appreciate your prayers. Yeah. One, one more. Um, it's him. <laughs> that's right. He's pointing up. That's yeah. right. One more, though. I got an email uh, that's not on the prayer wall, but I got an email from our dear friend Arthur Moy, who has been on the, uh, on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, pastor down in Beatrice, Alabama. Arthur's having back surgery. Um, is having a lot of trouble with his back. And uh, we just pray for complete recovery for Arthur and his family to be blessed. And, and uh, just pray, Tata. Can I, can I just say one thing about the, the prayer wall? Um, and and it, this, this has just occurred to me that as you look at all the requests, think about the first step. What was the first step each and every one of them made? Getting on the prayer wall. That's right. Yeah. Please pray for me. Mm-hmm. Please pray for me. So what does that say? That says, first of all, it speaks to that person's heart, but it also speaks to their belief. That's right. And so then it also speaks to their trust mm-hmm. because they're willing to share the pain of their own heart and their own life, and they're willing to share the pain and suffering that others are experiencing. So that's a first step. So what is the second step? Pray. Keep praying. Pray. What did our Lord say? What did our Lord say about that? Don't stop praying. That's right. Yeah, eighteen one, Luke eighteen one. Jesus told his disciples a story so that they would always pray and never give up. That's right. (laughs) I love it. That that is a uh, so keep the. Keep the communication line open with, with God. Amen. Oh, Father, we give you thanks for this day that you have made, and we rejoice in it, because, and we just thank you for all of our blessings. We thank you for being mindful of us and watching over us and protecting us from harm. But, Father, most of all, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to die for us. And through Jesus' death on the cross, you redeemed us. You bought us back from sin when we had no hope. And now, Father, we have a hope of the resurrection, and we have a hope of a home with you, and through the blood of Jesus, we have forgiveness of our sins. Thank you. And, Father, we love you, and our aim is to please you always. And our desire is that we live our lives to bring glory to your holy name. Amen. So we thank you, Father. We thank you for all of our blessings. We thank you for our food, clothing, and shelter, Father. We thank you for being mindful of us. We thank you for watching over us, protecting us from harm, especially the little ones, Father. Thank you. But Father, today we, we remember, and not just today, it is so hard sometimes to read all of these prayer requests that, that, that come, that, that we find on the prayer wall, Father. But that we, we, we find comfort in the fact that many of these people are asking others to pray for them. Yes. And asking for God to be mindful of them. That's right, Father. What a powerful, what a powerful first step. Seeking, seeking the face and seeking the, the power and the grace and, and, and all of the, the, the magnificent, 
magnificent gifts that come from our Father. Amen. So, Father, we ask you to be mindful of all of these that are on the prayer wall. And, Father, we ask you to touch them. We ask you to hear them. And, Father, we ask you to be with us so that we may be concerned about them and that we will pray for them and that we will remind you of them. And, Father, we will not stop praying. Mm -hmm. And so, Father, and and I know it's difficult, but we can't. We can't stop. We have to keep praying. And we have to keep praying for people that maybe even we don't even know what happens to them. And we don't know what kind of circumstances they find themselves in. That's right. And we don't know if they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But Father, that's what we pray. And we ask, Father, that you would be with us and that you would direct us and that you would keep us in, in, in keep us safe. Yes. Be mindful of us. But Father, we pledge to you that we, we want to be concerned uh, about your children. And Father, we pledge to you that we love you and we are concerned about you and we want to please you and we want to live our lives bring glory to your holy name. That's right. So we ask all of this in the sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your Son and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tata. You know, we're about... Um Two weeks away from August, a little under two weeks away from August, as hard as that is to believe. And last year we did um, something we called All In August on the podcast. It's, all, it's common that we, we try to get a little bit closer to God. We try to get a little bit better shape. We try to be a little better with our finances or whatever. But it's, it's not that common that we go all in. <laughs> I, thought I just found an all-in bookmark in his Bible. All in. Romans 12.1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I love that. that, What a coincidence, right? Quote, unquote, coincidence. So all in August, um, I want to get ahead of that by telling you there's a book by Mark Batterson called All In. It's a fantastic book, and we're going to cover some ground in that book in August. But if you want to go ahead and get it uh, at your favorite bookseller or Amazon or wherever online, All In by Mark Batterson is a great, uh, just kind of, encapsulation of this idea. It's time to stop holding parts of our lives back from God and letting Him have all of it. And you want to see real transformation in your life, just tell God that you'll do anything, that you'll be all in. And and let's try that in August, and we'll have some things to think about. Um, And the other thing is, I'm going to play... um, The first time Tommy Walker was ever on our podcast, he did a special recording of... Uh, he knows my name just for us. It's him and one one guitar, and it's beautiful. I'm going to play that at the end of this episode. Ah, so it's beautiful. So, yeah, so it's just wonderful, and it was just a special version, only to be heard on the Doctor Lee Work podcast. <laughs> so we'll play that. Uh, thank you, Tommy, for that. And and uh, friend, we love you. We just want you to know how special and important you are. So special and important that if God needed to shut the mouths of dogs or whistle for bees or flies or get up out of his chair for you, he would do it. That's right. And, and even if Jesus had only needed to die for you, he would have done so. That's right. If you were the only person that had sin that he needed to clean up, he would have done it. That's right. <laughs> hey, if, if folks are going to understand how special they are to God, when should they start? They start today. That's right. I have
Thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron-only episodes, and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad-free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmb.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.